Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. Just keep asking, just keep seeking, just keep knocking. But it's been, it's been 10 years. Just keep praying, keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking. I don't know when your answer's coming. I don't. I don't even know what answer is headed your way. I just know if you're waiting on an answer, I can promise you this. Heaven has already heard the request. And an answer has been sent. Do you ever feel like your prayers are just words bouncing off the ceiling? Do you feel like they never actually reach heaven? It's easy to become discouraged with your prayer life when answers are slow to reach you. It's natural to want to give up when it doesn't seem to be working. Well, today, Pastor James has an encouraging word just for you. Heaven has heard you. Today, by looking at Daniel's prayer life, you'll learn some amazing truths about the spiritual realm. Don't stop praying, asking, and seeking. Now, here's Pastor James in the book of Daniel, chapter 10, with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. live in a crazy busy world it's chaotic and it's no coincidence that the world we live in is getting more and more chaotic and just busy with distractions why because the enemy does not want you to hear the whisper all right so there's going to be more distractions there's going to be more stuff and we're going to count it we're going to attribute all these things to good productivity type things and they're not always that they're distractions learn to shut it off Turn it off, set it aside so that you can dedicate certain portions of your day so that what? So that you, if he's whispering to you, you'll hear that whisper. You got to give him a chance. We got to give him a chance. Here, Daniel, the Lord speaks to him and he's just like, he gets sick and he just like faints. He like passes out. Like he's just face first on the ground. And then what seems to happen here is that Jesus leaves. Because the next guy in the story is not Jesus. It's not. This is now an angel. So I know a lot of people are like, well, it probably was never Jesus, but Daniel's not passing out or fainting at the voice of any angels. He, just like John in Revelation, hid his face in the presence of Jesus. So Jesus exits, and now what we believe is probably Gabriel, because Gabriel was in chapter 9. I believe it's, this is him where he shows up. Because it says, verse 10, Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling, Daniel, still trembling, to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. And what I love about that is that can be one of those things that's applied directly to yourself. You're like, well, I don't think you know my story. I don't have to know your story. I don't have to know you. I don't need to know your business. Because the word's very clear on how the Lord looks at us. And especially if you're his son or his daughter, you're very precious to God. Like, nah, I don't, it doesn't matter how you feel. It's not about your feelings. Truth usurps feelings all the time, all the time. 
I don't always feel precious to God, but the truth is, I am. I don't always act like a precious child of God. (laughs) Doesn't change the truth, though. And he's going to relay more info to Daniel concerning how how God looks at him. And how God looks down at you and me, if you're covered by the blood of Jesus, this is how he sees you. You are precious. You are loved, well-loved. I mean, you can change out those terms. You're very precious to God. And he says, so listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I've been sent to you. And when he said this to me, Daniel speaking now, I stood up, still trembling, still a little shaky, right? But the angel's like, look, here, you got to get up because I got to tell you something. Then he said, do not be afraid, Daniel. Do not be afraid. You guys know the deal? Most, the most repeated command in the Bible? Do not be afraid. It's written in the Bible 365 times. Okay? So there you go. For every single day of the year, you have a verse telling you, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Here's Daniel. He is encouraged by this angel who's a messenger. That's what angels are. They're messengers. And he tells them, Do not be afraid, Daniel. He says, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. Well, that's encouraging because like day one, when Daniel started praying, heaven was listening. Day one, when you started praying for this or that or him or her, Heaven opened up its its ears to you. Where's my answer? Maybe, maybe there's a spiritual battle going on. Just maybe there's something happening beyond the world that we see that is delaying that answer. Which means what? Which means we just keep praying. There was a reason why Jesus told his followers, keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking. He knew something that we, don't, we didn't know and we don't know. There's a whole other realm out there, guys. There's a whole other dimension. I find it fascinating that all these like, superhero movies coming out, they all want to talk about like, these alternate dimensions and stuff like that that I don't even understand. I just watch them and I'm like, huh? Um, okay. But the reality of that is like, there are other dimensions out there that we are totally oblivious to. And the Bible is very clear about. If we read our Bibles, we know that this is true. There's an unseen realm out there. And there's a war that's raging right now. That's awesome. And I, there's one story in the Bible, we'll, we'll get there in a second, where like somebody's given a glimpse at it, and I'm like, that'd be really sweet. Can I, Lord, is there a ch- can I see something like that? Because that'd be pretty cool. I don't know if he'll ever let me, but uh, man, how rad would that be? Anyways, so this angel, Gabriel, I believe it's Gabriel, shows up and he's like, look, uh, when you start praying, we heard you and we sent an answer. However, there was a delay, right? It got stuck in some shipping container in the Pacific Ocean. Anyways, um, back to this. He says, it, it was heard in heaven. The rest of that sentence goes on, or actually the next sentence says, I have come in answer to your prayer, verse 13. But, however, for 21 days, for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked 
my way. Wait, what? There was a spiritual interference. He's like, I was on my way with the answer, and the prince of Persia held me up for three whole weeks. Held you, wait, what? The, the prince, like the actual prince of Persia? Or, no, 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 the spiritual prince of Persia. There's a spiritual prince of Persia? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there a spiritual prince of Galveston? Probably. Probably. You're like, and that kind of freaks me out a little bit. No need. No need to worry about that. Because that's not, that's not even your fight. You're incapable of doing, that. what you are capable of doing is just to keep praying. But you're not going to fight any angels. You're, come on, that's ridiculous. And there's, there's no need in yelling at angels and demonic beings and all that stuff. Like, you, there, I know there are certain ways to handle demonic possession, things like that. Absolutely, you have authority in Jesus Christ, in his name, right? But uh, there's no sense in getting into some, like, verbal jabs of, you know, like, shouting at Satan and all that. No, don't, just the Lord rebuke you, right? We learned that in the book of Jude. The Lord rebuke you, Right? But there is a spiritual realm that's there, and Gabriel, who I believe, again, I believe this is Gabriel, is like, look, I was coming to you, but that guy held me up for three whole weeks. Three whole weeks, the Prince of Persia kept me from coming to you with an answer. I praise God that the Lord had sent the answer, and even if the answer got delayed, the answer still arrived. And the actual answer arrived at the exact time it needed to which is so fascinating because you're like, well, why would God send Gabriel and then allow Gabriel to get in this like tussle with the prince of Persia? Well, because God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. Gabriel is not omniscient. He doesn't know all things. Angels don't know everything and they can't be everywhere and they're not all powerful. Only God is. So God allows this to happen. He allows it to happen. And the answer shows up right when it needs to. There is a lesson in there for you and I concerning our prayer life. Just keep praying. Just keep asking. Just keep seeking. Just keep knocking. But it's been, it's been 10 years. Just keep praying. Keep seeking. Keep asking. Keep knocking. I don't know when your answer's coming. I don't. I don't even know what answer is headed your way. I just know if you're waiting on an answer, I can promise you this. Heaven has already heard the request. And an answer has been sent. Yay or nay, I don't know. But there might be a reason. It might be this battle that's taken place. We shouldn't get too like caught up in it. We shouldn't be afraid or discouraged by that at all. Psalm 31, verse 15, the first part of it says, basically it's saying, our time is in his hands. Our time, our lives, it's in God's hands. It's in God's hands. And remember, this angel, this messenger is telling Daniel the very beginning, don't be afraid. I'm about to tell you something that's kind of crazy. So don't be afraid. <laughs> like, don't lose it on me, Daniel. I need you to focus. You prayed you know, three weeks ago, 21 days ago. Well, we started, I was sent from the throne room to you, but this prince of Persia, he blocked my way. Then what happened? Then Michael, the archangel, there's only one archangel in the Bible, and his name is Michael. 
right? So there's like this hierarchy kind of thing of angels. You got the archangel, who's Michael. Then you got other ones like Gabriel. Then you have like seraphim and cherubim, those types of guys as well. They're around the throne of God, singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty constantly, day and night, nonstop. But Michael shows up. It says, then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me. And I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. He's like, I let Michael handle that. He's like, Michael showed up, set me free so that I can deliver to you the answer to your prayer. And that's the beautiful thing about this as well. Yeah, there was a rebellion in heaven, and a third of the host of heaven, angels, fell. They rebelled, okay? So what does that mean? That means I'm not brilliant at math, but I do know this. Two-thirds is bigger than one-third, and they remained in heaven. So the enemy is already outnumbered. It's already outnumbered. And it's not even fair because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, triune God... I don't care how many angels you have. Ain't none of them better than the the triune God. Like Put all angels together, and none of them are more powerful, more intelligent, or stronger, or anything like that. They all lose if it comes to fighting against God. And he's your Abba. He's your Papa. He's the one who loves you so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for your sins. And he loves you more than he loves angels. I think I can say that biblically. He's created you in his image. Angels look down at us and they're like, can you believe this? Like, this is amazing. They look down at us and they're like, they're watching us. Angels are watching us. And they are amazed at what? How cool we are? No, no. I think they're amazed at the grace of God. They're like, holy cow. These guys are, man, they don't deserve his love, but he pours it out so freely each and every day. There is a cloud of witnesses. There's all that stuff. We even know, are there guardian angels? The Bible even speaks of that. There are guard, you have a guardian angel who watches over you. That's amazing. That's cool. And he's, whoever that person is, whatever that angel is, is like, I can't believe how good God is. You know, and that's, that's it. And you're like, I know. I know, I'm, I'm glad I can, you know, model that for you, um, how the richness of his graces. But uh, yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. He's amazing. But here's Gabriel is now set free. Michael is left to handle that. But here's another little insight that we get into the spiritual realm. Verse 14, he, he goes on to say, now I'm here, I've arrived, to explain what will happen to your people in the future for this vision concerns a time yet to come. So what's going to happen, Daniel? Let me bring you some clarity concerning this. Um, one little side note concerning this, uh, you know, powers in the air, we'll call them. Uh, pray for your leaders that they do the will of God and not fulfill the plans of Satan, okay? Do you understand the attacks that your leaders can be under? And I'm not even talking like pastoral. I'm talking about like even your city leaders and your state leaders and your pray for leaders. Why? Because, well, because there's, it, just like there's a prince of the, you know, spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Well, guess what? There's a spirit prince of, of Houston as well. And we want leaders to be elected in these certain, in these positions who will fulfill the will of God. 
That's why you pray for your leaders, okay? So pray for these guys. Then other ones, well, man, may, may their rule and reign be short. Because, <laughs> yeah, sometimes these leaders get elected into position, you're like, yes, is this the will of God or is this the plan of Satan? I don't know sometimes. I think I'm just going to keep praying. Anyways, so he gives, the angel gives him that little glimpse into there, and he's going to speak to this prophecy. But I, I do want to, I don't want to go too far without mentioning this story from 2 Kings. You can turn there if you want. It's 2 Kings chapter 6. This is Elisha, not Elijah, okay? I know it can be confusing because Elisha came after Elijah. What's fascinating about that is, um, what's it, Elijah had like eight miracles that were recorded, and then when he was about to be taken up in the chariot of fire and all that good stuff, Elijah wouldn't leave him alone. He just kept following him. And Elijah's like, dude, what? And he's like, I, he's like, I want a double portion. Like, give me a double portion of your, of your blessing. Um, so he got his mantle. So like the baton was passed to Elisha. And what's fascinating is that I think Elisha had 16 miracles recorded. So he literally got a double portion from what Elijah had, which is kind of cool. He also got this really cool story found in 2 Kings chapter 6, where the enemies were coming against, well, they're really trying to find Elisha because he keeps messing up their plans because he's a prophet of God. And uh, so the rulers are getting really frustrated and they're like, find that guy and we're going to go to his house and we're going to kill him, right? Basically, it's kind of what their plan is. So this one day, if you look at verse 15, if you are in 2 Kings chapter 6, Verse 15 says, when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. So this young servant guy who's with him walks outside and he's like, oh, no, because there's nothing but an army surrounding them. And, they, and he knows these guys are, they're not here for, they're not here for prayer. I think they're here to kill us. Uh, and so he goes back in and he tells Elijah, he's like, well, what are we going to do? Verse 16, Elisha tells this young man, don't be afraid. Oh, there's another one. Do not be afraid. Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Beautiful prayer. Simple prayer. Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire, meaning God's army. So man's army was surrounding them, but when, he, when his eyes were opened up to the spiritual realm, what he saw was God's army was surrounding man's army. And he's like, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> like, no worries. No worries at all. It says, verse 18, as the... Um, Aramean army advanced toward him. Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So, O Lord, open up his eyes, let him see. Now he's praying for the enemy. Lord, please blind them. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elijah had asked. Elisha had asked. Then Elisha went out and told them, you come the wrong way. You got the wrong house. You, you got the wrong house. <laughs> this is an amazing story. You got the wrong house. They're like, oh, Okay, let's go. We can't see. Like, all of a sudden, we're all just blind. He's like, oh, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, you're looking for the other guy. He's, he's over here. And Elijah tells him, 
I will take you to the man you are looking for. Follow me. I'll show you where he's at. And he led them to the city of Samaria. This is so funny and so comical to me that here's Elisha. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not Elisha. I'm Elijah. Yeah, it happens all the time. Happens all the time. No, yeah, let me show you where that guy is at. Verse 20, he says, as soon as they had entered in Samaria, Elisha prayed, O Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. And they're like, what? How did we get? And it says, when the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, my father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? He asked twice. Elisha replies, of course not. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink and send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them and sent them home to their master. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel because their leader was already frustrated because Elijah kept messing up their plans. And he's like, all right, send the army. Go get that guy. Elisha's servant, his, his right-hand man, is like freaking out because all he can see is what's in front of him. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand the big picture. Lord, open his eyes. And he goes back out, and then he sees this whole other realm. It's a spiritual realm. We need to realize this as believers because we get so discouraged by what we can see and only what we can see that we miss the things that are happening all around us. Not that we have to be, always be aware of you know, what's happening in this like, spiritual realm and all that good stuff. What we just need to know is that, yes, there is a battle going on, but you are in good hands. You're in good hands. You're on the winning side. And God loves you so much that he's going to take care of you. He's going to protect you. And even if that means sending an angel to guard you, then he's going to do that. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You're on the winning team. And so my prayer for all of us is, Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes that we may see. That we may see. What? An angel's army and all? No, that he is good. That he is good. Lord, that you are good. That you are good. So that's what Daniel gets this little insight into this whole spiritual realm thing. And just to close out this chapter here, it says, verse 5, 15, while he was speaking to me, I looked down on the ground, unable to say a word. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with anguish because of the vision I have seen. My Lord, and I am very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone. I can hardly breathe. He's like, look, dude. He's like, I'm just like, I just can't. I don't have words. Have you ever been there? And you're carrying so much grief that even when you come into the presence of the Lord, you can go boldly into his throne room. You have that access to that every single day of your life. But there's times where you go into there, maybe you're just crawling because you're just, it's just so heavy and you're just like, I don't have words. Well, you're in good company because Daniel was like that. Daniel was like, what, am I, what do you want me to say? My heart is being crushed right now. My heart is being broken. My heart goes out for my people. Hope to the 
The book of Daniel is so interesting because many of the prophecies spoken of have played out in the course of history. What an amazing glimpse of what was to come ahead of time. If there's one thing that's for sure about prophecy in the Bible, it is going to come true. Some of these things might seem a little scary or altogether strange, but how cool is it that God brings everything to a place where He's in control? and he'll bring about good in the end. If you're wrestling with things being out of your control, be reminded through the book of Daniel that God has got this. Here at Bread for the Broken, we want to be a support to you in whatever you're currently walking through. And if you'd like to use us as a resource or just give a listening ear, we're here for you. Go to breadforthebroken.com and click on contact to leave a message for us. We'd love to get to know you in person, too. So join us Sundays or Wednesdays as we study God's Word together. Head on over to breadforthebroken.com to find out our service times and directions. We're so grateful for our listening audience. And if this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you consider teaming up with us in a financial way? Much is done to get these teachings on the radio, and we're thankful for those who feel led by God to contribute in such a way. Simply go to the About tab on our website and you'll find a donate link. Also, if you missed any part of today's teaching, you can find it on our website, breadforthebroken.com. Thanks again for listening today to Bread for the Broken. 